This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezold from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. Or you can visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or set up a face-to-face meeting. Regular listeners of our show know that we talk a lot about retirement. In fact, I'd venture to guess that if you went through our show archive, you'd find that retirement is mentioned more than any other subject. And why is that? (laughs) Well, when it comes to personal finances, getting ready for retirement crosses generations and income brackets. And no matter where you live, whether it's here where I'm sitting, in Arizona or a world away, chances are retirement is something you'd think about often. And I don't mean to imply that you'd only think about it when you're having a terrible day at work. You know, one of those days that starts off with spilling coffee in your lap, three angry emails and a frozen computer. Who doesn't think about retirement on a day like that? But beyond those occasional bad days, it's natural to let your mind fill with images of leisurely weekend breakfasts, last minute road trips, and really just doing whatever you want whenever you want to do it. So with all that in mind, I thought it'd be a wise idea to spend our time today digging through some specific retirement savings tools like 401ks, IRAs, and other similar options. But before we get any further on today's topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Aaron. I've had a great week. Uh, just I got a lot done. And, you know, the weather's starting to change a bit. I think summer is almost over, so uh, just getting ready for that. Otherwise, keeping busy. How about you? What have you been up to? Oh, my goodness. In Arizona, it is just blazing hot. The Labor Day weekend (laughs) was just record highs here in the Valley. I know. So trying to get through that, but uh, yeah, just looking forward to cooler temperatures and then moving on. It's got to be coming sometime soon, right? Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I'm interested, you know, when you say we talk a lot about retirement on the show, uh, you're definitely right. But like you also noted, why wouldn't we? Uh, a financial strategy is really designed to make your working years a little easier in terms of emphasizing savings and insurance and developing other income streams and investments. And the bottom line is retirement for most people, it's the crown jewel of their financial strategy, and that's what they're working so hard for. Uh, That said, I think the idea of spending some time today talking about specific retirement savings tools is a great idea. So where do we start? Well, I chose today's topic thanks to a little inspiration from a Forbes article I recently read, Best Retirement Plans for You. The article really does a great job of neatly describing several different retirement savings tools. The article starts with a look at individual retirement savings tools because, as it notes, 
many Americans don't have access to employer-sponsored retirement savings tools for a variety of different reasons. The first tool we're going to discuss today is the traditional IRA, which is something I'm sure many of our listeners have at least a passable understanding of. Yeah. Yeah, I think traditional IRAs are pretty common. Uh, you know, in, in terms of who's eligible for one, I think it's pretty wide open, right? That's exactly right, Tony. The easiest way to look at it is that if you're earning taxable income, you can open up your own individual IRA. If you're one of those folks who doesn't have retirement options through your employer, the contributions you make to your traditional IRA are often tax deductible. The money you filter into your IRA may be invested in various assets like mutual funds and exchange traded funds, which are often referred to simply as ETFs. Now, the money you make on those earnings is tax deferred. And when you begin your withdrawals after the age of 59 and a half, those distributions are simply taxed as regular income. There are contribution limits with traditional IRAs, though, aren't there? Yes, there are, Tony. As the article notes, in 2020, people are able to contribute up to $6,000 into a traditional IRA. But if you're a little older, specifically 50 and up, you may contribute up to $7,000 per year. The next piece we should look at is the Roth IRA. If your annual income is below a certain threshold, a Roth IRA may be something you want to give some serious thought to. While the money you put into a Roth IRA isn't immediately tax deductible, the great news is you don't have to pay income taxes on your withdrawals after you're retired. Additionally, if you find yourself in a financial bind, you may be able to take out the money you've put into a Roth IRA without getting slapped with a nasty penalty, which means you can also view a Roth IRA as an emergency fund. Interesting. You mentioned Roth IRAs have an income threshold, though. Tell us more about that. Great question. As Forbes notes, the amount you can earmark for a Roth IRA is dependent on your income, and you can only set up a Roth IRA if you make less than $139,000 a year, if you're single, or $206,000 a year if you're married and filing jointly. In my opinion, Roth IRAs may be a great resource for a number of our listeners, but I'd recommend working with a financial services professional before making any financial decisions because their rules and nuances can be a little tricky. Yeah, I, I would imagine. And I think this has been a great show so far. I'm glad we're talking about Roths because I think uh, Roth conversions are something we should look at right now. And you've mentioned, uh, you know, it's kind of a perfect storm as far as low taxes, things like that. Right. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But first, let's let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. You can reach me at area code 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also check out our website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All right. That sounds great. Now, uh, it's been a great show so far today. What do you have next for us? The next tool to the Forbes article, Best Retirement Plans for You mentions, is spousal IRAs. A spousal IRA is a strategy married couples can implement to increase their retirement funds using an IRA. Put simply, if one spouse doesn't work or earns a lot less money than the other spouse, a spousal IRA may help you save more money for retirement. The spouse who isn't working or earns less money simply opens a traditional IRA or Roth IRA in their own name and then contributes money based on household income. 
Now remember, you're otherwise limited to contributing how much you, not your household, makes in a given year. The option to open another IRA and then contribute the yearly maximum may also allow some married couples to essentially double their IRA retirement savings on an annual basis. Hmm. So a spousal IRA sounds fairly straightforward, but it might be another area where sitting down with a financial professional like yourself to talk about the pros and cons makes a lot of sense. Now, what's the next retirement savings tool you want to talk about? Well, the last savings tool that the article mentions when it comes to retirement is fixed annuities. At its most basic level, an annuity is simply a contract with an insurance company that may ultimately supplement your retirement savings. And though there are many different annuities out there, Forbes urges you to think strongly about fixed annuities. Fixed annuities are typically pretty easy for many of us to understand and compare against other types of annuities, like indexed or variable. In some cases, fixed annuities have consistently mappable benefits and may have reliable tax-deferred growth. Additionally, in some instances, a death benefit may also be paid out to your designated beneficiary after your passing. Finally, unlike with some other savings tools, annuities don't come with potentially onerous IRS contribution caps, which means you can invest as much as you and your financial services professional are comfortable with. Well, that sounds really good to me. You just mentioned that fixed annuities were the last individual retirement tool that uh, that article mentions. So I take it to mean it's time to begin talking about maybe employer-sponsored retirement options and plans, right? Boy, you got your Sherlock Holmes hat on today, don't you, Tony? <laughs> right. Now, as, the, as the article notes, one of the biggest benefits that comes with a traditional nine-to-five job is access to employer-sponsored retirement savings tools. The first option in the article highlights 401ks. Now, most of you are pretty familiar with what makes this option tick, but for those who aren't, a traditional 401k provides the opportunity to, to contribute retirement savings with pre-tax dollars. That means your pot of money grows tax deferred and you don't pay taxes on your earnings until you retire and begin making withdrawals. Many employers also incentivize participation by matching contributions up to a certain percentage of an employee's salary. As the article explains, in 2020, the contribution max for traditional 401k is $19,500 or 100% of your salary, whichever is smaller. You should also note that if you're older than 50, you can make an additional contribution of $6,500. Employer contributions don't count with regard to this limit. Well, if you have an employer that matches your 401k contribution, you really need to factor that in, I guess, because it's essentially free money, right? Right, Tony. The next thing many employers offer is a Roth 401k. With this tool, the money you contribute uses after-tax dollars, which makes it different than a traditional 401k. Accordingly, your eventual withdrawals aren't taxable income because you paid taxes on the front end. Roth 401ks come with the same contribution limits as traditional 401ks. If your company offers a 401k match and you've chosen to go the Roth 401k route, your employer match will be placed into a traditional 401k on your behalf due to federal rules. When it comes to making the call between a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k, you may simply want to think about when your taxes are likely to be at their lowest. Now, if you think you'll be in a lower bracket today, a Roth 401k might make more sense. But if you think the odds are that you'll be in a lower bracket when you're retired, a traditional 401k might be the right move. 
Interesting. I, I, what I hear you saying uh, throughout the show, it seems like all of these options for retirement savings, all these tools, uh, it really comes down to taxes. Uh, these strategies come down to how things are taxed, and that's what uh, makes some of these differ. And of course, uh, we need to keep in mind taxes don't stop when you retire, right? Ain't that the truth, Tony? Another retirement tool available to some people is 457Bs. If you work for a state or local government agency, you may be able to utilize this plan. Much like with a 401k, a 457b lets you utilize pre-tax money and the account is tax deferred until you begin taking withdrawals after you retire. You should note that some 457b plans come with Roth options that work just like Roth 401ks. Yeah, that's good to know. I know they're very similar, you know, 401ks, 403bs, 457bs. Uh, those are all employer-sponsored plans that are somewhat similar. And it's interesting now that they've uh, made Roth uh, employer-sponsored plans available. Uh, so you put uh, after-tax money in, and that way you don't have to pay taxes on any of it. The growth of the principal when you take it out in retirement. Most people assume, I think, taxes will go up, but I think a lot of people have the misconception that, oh, no, I'll be in a lower tax bracket when I retire. But that's not necessarily the case, is it? That's exactly right, Tony. That's that's why I'd suggest looking into a Roth conversion. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, why don't we take a moment here to let our listeners know once again, if they have questions, I know you're offering a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Uh, how can they set that up? Yep, Tony, that's right. Um, I just want to make myself available to people out there. Uh, you can get a hold of me at 480 480- 284-6393 is my local number number here in Arizona. Or toll-free, you can reach me at 866-393-7799. You can check out our website, look at all everything that we've been discussing here and past shows at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All right, that's ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. Great show so far. We've been talking about various retirement savings tools and how some of them might fit into your broader financial strategy. Now, Aaron, how would you like to get this last segment rolling? I thought it'd be a good idea to spend the rest of the show going over some options for retirement savings if you own a small business or are otherwise self-employed. The Forbes article, Best Retirement Plans for You, has some really keen insights that I think would be very helpful to our listeners. And there are certainly a vast number of Americans who fall into this category. In fact, the article cites a 2019 Pew Research Center study that notes 16 million Americans identify as self-employed and another 29.4 million work for self-employed individuals. All told, that's roughly 30% of the nation's entire workforce. Wow. Uh, I hope you're going to tell us that even though those 45 million Americans are on their own for retirement, they still have good options. That's exactly what I'm going to tell you, Tony. The first option for a small business owner who doesn't have the other retirement savings options for their employees is a savings incentive match plan for employees IRA, better known as a simple IRA. If you employ people through your small business, you can use this option to contribute to retirement accounts for your employees. You should be aware that your contributions must meet one of two requirements, either match an employee's contributions up to 3% of their total compensation or contribute 2% of an employee's salary, even if they don't contribute themselves. With a simple IRA, your employees are immediately vested, 
which means they have complete ownership of the money in their accounts. In addition to being good recruiting tools, when it comes to hiring quality workers, your contributions are also tax deductible. Oh, wow. So offering uh, one of these simple IRAs, it does seem like it would go a long way to help you compete against the big boys for great talent if you're a smaller business. Uh, What's another good option? Well, another potentially winning option for small business owners is the Simplified Employee Pension, or SEP plan. Business owners who have SEP plans must provide them to all of their employees who earn at least $600 per year from the business, who have been employed with the business for at least three out of the last five years, and who are at least 21 years old. One of the things that makes SEP plans unique is that the employees can't make contributions. Only the employer can. The article explains that as of 2020, you can contribute a maximum of 25% of an employee's salary or $57,000, whichever is less. Now, one wrinkle you should be aware of is that if you're contributing to your own SEP, you have to provide that same percentage to all of your employee SEPs. The Uh, contributions you make are tax deductible. Well, and is there any doubt then that if you own a small business and you're or you're self-employed, you definitely need to be working with a financial professional, right? I certainly don't have any doubts about the wisdom of a small business owner or self-employed person getting together with a financial services professional on a regular basis to talk strategy. And speaking of strategy, a payroll deduction IRA is potentially a very good and low-cost option if you're a small business owner. With this one, your employees establish IRAs with their preferred financial institution and then authorize payroll deductions to fund their IRAs. As the small business owner, all you need to do is deduct the employee's designated amount from their paycheck and deposit it into their IRA account. The employee is the only one contributing to the account and there aren't any filing requirements for you. Hmm, That sounds like a good option. Are there options, though, out there for somebody who's self-employed and doesn't have any employees? If that's your situation, Tony, a solo 401k may be just the ticket. Like with any other 401k, when you open a solo 401k, you choose between a traditional solo 401k or a Roth solo 401k. From there, you make contributions both as the employer and employee, which means that because you're self-employed, you can contribute more to this retirement account than you can to any other. As an employee, you can contribute a max of $19,500 per year or $26,000 per year if you're 50 or older, according to the Forbes article. Then, wow. as an em- okay. Then as an employer, you can also contribute up to 25% of your salary. Again, according to the article, in 2020, your total contribution as both the employer and employee can't surpass $57,000 or $63,500 if you're 50 or older. Well, that's amazing. Now, if this has been another great episode, but we're out of time, is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today, Aaron? Definitely. Stay tuned for next week's show. Coming up, we're going to be talking and delve a little bit deeper into Roth IRAs, but uh, you can get a hold of me at Area code 480-284-6393, toll free at 866-393-7799, or right here at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All right. Thank you so much, Aaron. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk 
with our host, Aaron Easel. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.